our Lord was born this very day. This very night, last night, where he had the beautiful Mass at midnight. The beautiful gospel of the, the shepherds being called by the angels. And that really, to me, is the heart of what we should be remembering today. Is that very event happening at night, in darkness, in obscurity, in a place that really shows the humility of our God. No room for him at the end, so he's born in a barn, laid in a manger, a feeding trough. But these angels, these shepherds, they're out watching over their flock, and the heavenly hosts arrive, singing praise of Almighty God, singing that joy, and telling them to go to the city of David, to Bethlehem, where they will find Christ child. And it truly is an amazing thing to think about. Here's some shepherds doing their normal everyday thing, night like any other, when the angels of the Lord come and announce the good news. Now a shepherd never leaves his flock, but they had, these shepherds were so overwhelmed, so overcome with joy, and plus the present angels probably trusted them to look after their sheep while they're gone. They took off and went and found it just as the angel had said. We don't know how long they stayed, but you can guarantee they didn't just go home and not tell anyone about it. These shepherds probably spread the news. Because I know if an angel came to visit me, I sure would be pretty excited about it. And that's the other part. We are so used to salvation history. We are so used to knowing our Lord that sometimes I think the true joy of this can somewhat escape us. For we have walked in light. The people of that time and before were those who were walking in darkness that had seen a great light. They had lived with the knowledge that the Savior had not come. Then when he's there, wow, what an amazing thing, because now they know, they know the Lord is with them. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, God saves. They knew the gates that had been closed would be open. The hope that they had never experienced before burst into flame within them. Hope was kindled. Light was kindled. For they were in darkness. And indeed, it happens in darkness. It happens on one of the darkest nights of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. 
It's only a few days after the winter solstice. And our Lord comes and light expands. It's one of the great themes of both Christmas and Easter is the triumph of light over darkness. The triumph of God over, the, over evil. The triumph of good, that which is holy. It's part of the joy. But it's also a solemn reminder that our Lord came not just to teach, not just to start a church, but to suffer, die, and rise. That's why in the older artwork, like from the Middle Ages, you so often will see, you know, the manger scene, but hidden in the background, a cross. The crib and the cross are intimately linked. That wood of the manger foreshadowing the wood of the cross. Or indeed, as it's sometimes depicted, if that manger was stone, the stone of the tomb in which he was laid. Either way, it foreshadows the exact reason he came. The exact reason this is so joyful because salvation has come. Hope has come. Forgiveness of sins has come. I always picture the angels in heaven as our Lord is born, laying in that manger. Two angels standing by the gates of heaven, waiting for the day of his crucifixion and resurrection to throw open the gates so the sons of Adam and Eve may enter with the Lord. As it says in the Old Testament, lift high your heads, ye gates, let him enter the King of glory. Well, the King of glory is given to us this day and he comes to set us free. He comes to liberate us from our own frailty, to open wide the gates to the Father's house. That is one of the main reasons why we have this joy at the birth of our Savior. The crib and the cross, intimately linked. Our Lord came to be born, to suffer, to die. The other part to look at is the joy of Mary and Joseph. The joy of Mary delivering her son. Joseph standing guard. That's the other thing I often wonder. When the shepherds arrive, how did Joseph react? Who are you? What are you doing here? I can just hear him. You know, uh, just like any father would, protecting the baby, protecting his wife. And then he hears their story and welcomes them in. But I often think also of the suffering of Joseph on this night. Provider, 
unable to get into the inn, and he has to have his wife lying in a barn, his foster son being born in a barn. How difficult that must have been for him. It's being reflected in what's playing out all over the world, even now. So many wanting to go to celebrate the Nativity of the Lord, not allowed into their church. For one reason or another, they were either closed, like in, I think it was Quebec, that shut down everything, or they segregate you, treat you like a third-class citizen, if you haven't had their stupid shot, or because in some places, if you can't show proof of having the abortion-tainted abomination, they won't let you in at all. No room in the end for them either. Our Lord came for all of us. He came to redeem us, to save us. And his redemption and salvation are open to all who are willing to enter his fold and to love him, serve him, obey him. But like Joseph and like Mary, there was no room for them on this Christmas, just like last. To them, I say they have a share in the sorrow of Joseph and Mary on this night as well. A share, a foretaste of the cross. Because again, we cannot separate the crib and the cross with our Lord. Although there is suffering, there is always joy. Because the Lord brings us through. He didn't have to come. He didn't have to redeem us. He was under no obligation. When man messed up, he could, and justly could have, washed his hands of us, let us either you know, wiped out the planet, started from scratch, done whatever he wanted, but no. In his goodness and love, he chose to come to us through a humble virgin, be born in a barn, to be laid in an animal's feeding trough. He took flesh and dwelt among us, or some translations I really like say, he came and pitched his tent among us. Like us in all things except sin, teaching, healing, guidance to eternal life. Although times are dark, there's no denying it. This season of Christmas is a reminder of the great joy that is ours by divine gift. Reach out and accept it. Accept that joy the shepherds must have felt that joy of the Holy Family, of St. Joseph and the Blessed Mother, that joy of all who came, the Magi, and whoever else came, because they knew their salvation had come. May we experience that, for, that, that joy, 
the first Christians had. When salvation was new to them. Because that, that fire the Lord wants to kindle is available. Just as it was in the first century, just as it was this night, at the first Easter, at the first anything of his ministry. It's the same God. Yes, we live 2,000 years later, but human nature is still the same. But we can too, we too can have that overwhelming superabundance of joy. For the gates of heaven will indeed be thrown wide open. Salvation will be, will be won it's up to us to accept the gift, the true gift that God gives beginning today.